What's up, Pats fans? We're back here. Episode, the bit's getting old. I don't, maybe, you know why the bit's getting old? Probably because we keep losing. And I'm just, I'm just not in the 14, mood. man. 14 today. It's 14, we're 14 today. Right. We're at 14, episode 14. Sorry if you hear in the background noise, if you hear people getting called on planes, I'm in an airport right now. We're kind of all, or a few of us are on, uh, on remote locations, it looks like. But uh, we're back better than ever to their point, episode 14. Uh, Pat, Pat's tailgate party podcast. And so Mike, it looks like it's 14 degrees there. Is that right? It is. Well, I'm currently in Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa, uh, the heartland oh. of the United States. And uh, yeah, I think the high today, uh, last time it was 29 when I got out of my rental car, a little bit, oh. again, a little bit, a little bit uh, snowy outside. So luckily I'm in the warm confines of uh, Des Moines international airport. Uh, so <laughs> Michael Lakers here, my, my, uh, my handle on BSJ Boston sports journal, by the way, if you haven't checked out Boston sports journal, you got to do it. Go on. Greg Bedard puts on the best Patriots, uh, product you can find Boston sports journal.com, uh, is Pat socks, Celts brews. So we'll go around the horn here, uh, and let everybody introduce themselves. You probably know the names and the faces by now. So, uh, we'll go to my right. Andrew Lakers, my brother, how you doing today? Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Uh, winter coats on BSJ. I was, you know, trying to uh, put some chats in there that weren't, uh, you know, catastrophic or melodramatic the other night after Sunday's game because trying to balance Mike out a little bit in, oh. the, in the thread. Uh, but I'll, I'll Mike Davis? You're talking about Mike Davis or me? Oh, no, me. Okay. Mike, Michael Lakers. <laughs> I'm talking about Pat Sox. Uh, I'm just kidding. It looked like he was having a, a, a you know, crisis meltdown after the Bills game. Uh, but I'll pass it over to Mike Mike Davis. How are you, Mike? Yeah, fantastic as always. This what? is uh, Mike from Stoneham on uh, BSJ, and I am coming to you from someplace very warm and tropical. What, where? I mean, that are you up? There? Is that Lowell? Are you in Lowell right now? It's, it's the high. I mean, where are I you? Today? A, I am on a warm tropical island. Right now. Oh, that's awesome, man! That's awesome. Well, congratulations. You're everyone. Everyone here is jealous of that. Uh, all right, we'll pass it over to Doug Lake, uh, aka uh, Bruce, Arian, Bruce, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. Yeah, that looks good there. Uh, Doug Lakers, D Lakers on uh, Boston Sports Journal. I hope you guys are doing well, and. Uh, Mike, I, I'm envious of the palm trees swaying in the back, buddy. Look at that, man. Hey, you got to change your tw- your handle on BSJ, right? You got to go to yeah, Coach. Yeah, I know. I got to go in and do that. Coach. Right. Got to get it done. And then lastly, special guest, uh, not a guest anymore. He's, he's a staple now. Bill Donovan. Regular. <laughs> Regular. Bill, how are you? Good. How's everybody doing? Happy holidays to everybody. Hope everybody has a great new year. And uh, my uh, handle on BSJ is Bill D one nine five four. Read awesome. it daily, love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Again, check out Boston Sports Journal, best Pats coverage you can find. And we want more people to join this party, right? So if you can join, just uh, we're here for that. Uh, send us an email at Pat's Tailgate Party at gmail.com. Pat's Tailgate Party at gmail.com. All right, let's kick into it. Let's, uh, let's talk about what happened on Sunday. Uh, Andrew, you were right. I was riding the emotional roller coaster, if you will, on Sunday night. Um, and, you know, the crazy part was I was sitting at my grandmother-in-law's house watching in a, the peaceful confines with my wife. And uh, after that game, Dad, I think you and Andrew both got a phone call from me because I had to walk around the neighborhood a little bit because I wasn't going to say the words in front of that, in front of a sweet tutu which is what we call her. She didn't need to hear any of that. So I had to get out of that house. But boy, what a frustrating game. 
I mean, just after what happened with the Colts game, they looked like they came out flat again. Flat got dominated in the first half and then uh, tried to come back in the second half. But I, I, I'm going to start here and then we'll pass it around. I, I don't know what they're doing on defense right now. And uh, it was I, – I said this on, on Boston Sports Journal. I contrasted what I saw in that game to what I saw in the Chiefs game later on in the day. And in the, the Pats game, I saw no pass rush – real tentative contained defense that didn't work wide open receivers running all over the place. And then in the chiefs game, I saw a confident tight man coverage defense, nonstop pressure on Roethlisberger and a confident team. And, and it was, it was infuriating to me. Uh, so I don't know what the game plan was, but it clearly didn't work, but that was my key takeaway. What about you guys? Well, I'll tell you, I listened to uh, Belichick on Monday morning. And he agreed with you that he didn't like coaching at all, especially on defense. And it sounded to me like he wasn't talking about himself. It sounded like he's been giving his defensive coaches a little bit too much rope, and it's over. He's going to pull it right back in, and he's going to tighten up the ship himself. I don't know if any of you all have heard that, but, wow, he was very, very direct about, you know, we're going to change this, and we're going to clean this up. And it, it sounded like he's just as sick as you are, Mike. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm happy that that's the case, Mike. Right? Like, I'm happy. Look what happened when supposedly he pulled the reins in earlier in the season after the two and four start. I hope we get the same thing moving forward. Andrew, Dad, Bill, what do you guys think? I mean, there's some stuff. You know, a lot of people were crushing Mac Jones, by the way, and I know he didn't have a great game. But Andrew, you had a strong take on Mac that. Jones yeah, come on. I mean, Andrew, what, what was your, you? You gave me a take on that on Sunday. The people nah, talking man. about Mac Jones. Come on. Yeah, I mean, these boobs get on the chat. They just start dropping it. You know, they're mad at everybody. And it's just like, get out of here. I mean, the defense was terrible. The Bills still haven't terrible. punted yet. They still haven't punted yet. So what you, what you know, unless Mac Jones is the I, – I can't name a single rookie quarterback ever that would have won against another top <laughs> divisional team when the other team doesn't punt. You can't find me a single example in history. Was he good? No. <laughs> Bedard had him rated one out of five. I think that's pretty accurate. He missed a lot of throws. His mechanics are off. Um, but I didn't think, I, you know, I, I think what I put down, what my comment in the chat and, and after giving us some thought Sunday night was just that, you know, the longer term future is still really bright. Like the draft class from this year, Mac, the free agents. I mean, you can see the teams gelling. They're just not there yet. It, it, they're not, um, it's not complimentary, right? So Bill Belichick's approach is usually to play less aggressive on defense, let the other team make mistakes, don't give up the big play. Well, the only way you can do that is give a quarterback who's ready to put pressure on the other team's defense like Tom Brady did for so long, and Max just not there yet. And so the margin for error is really thin. And, you know, what I've felt the last two games, I'm irritated that they haven't come out more focused. Like as a fan, that's pretty – frustrating because i'm ready and ramped up but i think more cerebrally i just say they're not it all the pieces don't fit yet like they can't go execute uh, a top to bottom three phase game plan because something doesn't go as planned and and bill's bill's approach has always been really methodical like everything has to go right and it's, it's a very analytical approach and like i you know i'm glad to hear mike davis that he may be taking the reins back. Uh, I hope that he realizes that maybe his best bet over the next six weeks is to be really aggressive on defense. And it could lead to them being blown out at some point, but I think it also maybe gives them a better chance to win. Cause I don't think they're going to be able to balance it out. 
Well, you know, Coach was saying before everybody else jumped on that part of the problem is the guys who know what they're supposed to be doing probably don't have enough in the tank anymore. So, so Coach, I'll let you pick up because you were talking about that before. Well, I mean, it, it's really a hard thing to watch because as poorly as they played defensively, in the middle of the fourth quarter, they're one play away from being ahead. And it, it's, to me, and I've always gone by this, ad, this old adage, your best players have to make plays in, in big situations. They, they didn't, they, unfortunately, they got a couple of guys who have made huge plays over the course of time for the Patriots who can't make those plays anymore. That being Hightower, McCourty, those guys. But unfortunately, the younger guy, I mean, Jackson has a pick six in his hands, and the game has turned in a minute and a half, and all of a sudden, the whole dynamic changes. So, well, that's not what happened. So, right. so you know, but they just – and I said to this to Mike before to get – Mike Davis before we got on, I'm not as troubled by not making a play here or play there as I am. But once again, the pre-snap penalties, the the mental errors, the things that happened in the first six weeks that are now all of a sudden showing themselves in the last two weeks. And and cut a couple of those out and you win in the game. I mean, that's how close they are. And like to Andrew's point, everything has to go perfect, right? Well, they're not, it's not going perfect, but it's not real far. It's not, it's not real far off, you know, but it's just far enough off that when they need a stop on third and seven, I mean, when it's fourth and seven and the bills are not going to go run a play, we go offside. I mean, it's just infuriating stuff. And it's, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, I, I well, just you think can't. that next year, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. No, I, 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 I want to get to Bill too and get his thoughts. I just, while I'm, I'm going to piggyback off what, what dad was just saying. So there's a couple of things. So JC Jackson drops that pick. And I think I said this to, to, to Andrew and dad. And I said, I knew in that moment, the game was over because the margin of error on this team is so yep. thin that they're not talented enough right now. And to your point, Andrew gelling enough to where you can overcome that type of mistake. Like you have to catch that pass because the margin of error is so thin. The other thing is this is this is a team and, and it's it's a good thing in some respects that they it seems like they're in every game other than the Saints game where they got dominated really. Mm -hmm. But they don't dominate anybody. I watch other I watch the Cowboys, I watch the Chiefs, I watch these other teams that are they can dominate teams, right? Look what look what the Cowboys did to the Red to the Washington on Sunday night. The Pats, the Pats they they don't really do that very much. They did it to some I guess some really injured teams early in the year. But it feels like they're every game's tight. Every game has a thin margin of error, and uh, and, and and if they if they're not going to make those plays, it can be really frustrating. The last thing I'll say, and you just brought it up, I had a feeling every time it was third and ten, or fourth and one in that game, that we were literally going to get somebody running wide open three yards before the chains and that they were going to take, they were going to go easily uh, get an easy first down and it happened throughout the game. I also don't understand what they're trained. Uh, did you guys see in the first drive of the game? Uh, I think Singletary caught a pass on the, uh, the edge and Duggar, instead of pushing them out of bounds for a two, three yard gain, 
holds on to him, essentially rides him like a pony 10 more yards down the field. And I've seen that before with this team, and I don't understand no, if it's tackling or to, technique. Or I don't, I don't understand it. Not to mention he ran over Hightower at the end of that run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, what, what is? <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand uh, at all. Bill, what do you think, man? What, I mean, what were your takeaways from the game? I was, I well, gross. With the defense over the last two games, I think it's defensive line and secondary. So in the last game against the Bills. Judon looks like he's in slow motion. He looks like he runs like me, okay? You haven't heard Guy's name in the last two games, and Godshaw all of a sudden is gone, you know? And then the secondary, I mean, okay, Gilmore's gone. Um, Jones got hurt. So that takes two-fifths of your secondary away, and I think that's where the problems are lying now because they're coming up against quality teams. This week's going to be interesting against Jacksonville to see if the defense bounces back. Whether Belichick takes control or they're playing a lesser quality team. But anyway, that's my two cents. And I was swearing at that television all night. <laughs> that's great. Uh, well, I want to open it up for another thing that, that Andrew and I, I think debated on Sunday. Again, we were probably both irritated about the game, but uh, I, I, You've said it, Andrew, for a long time. Bedard said it for a long time. I think Josh Allen's better than you give him credit for. And I think Josh trash. Allen, I think Josh, trash. it's not trash. Come on, man. He just owned them, like literally. And maybe it was because the defense was so bad. But, I mean, this is – he blew him out last year. He blew him out this year. I think, Dad, I think you're with me on this, aren't you, about Allen being yeah, a good player? Yeah, I got to tell you. And, and I'm, not, I'm a Buffalo Bill hater for sure. Allen made a couple of – Mahomes type plays on Sunday. I'm just going to tell you, and, and whether that's yeah. the Patriots scheme, whether it's whether it's this or that, the, you know the the backhand flips when he's running towards the line of scrimmage, and the the one ball that uh, Van Oy was all over him, and he dropped down to the side, threw it underhanded. I I mean, he he's he's pretty good. I don't know what else to say. I. And it can run. He's athletic. And I told you guys last week his legs were going to be a problem. And they were a problem. He rushed for 65 yards, not to mention he moved from side to side a bunch of times to give himself a throwing lane. So, I mean, you say what you want about the guy. He, he was key in that game on Sunday. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't say he's bad. I mean, I, I'd said he's super talented. Uh, it's really funny. I mean, in our back and forth on Sunday afternoon, I think I said exactly what Greg wrote in his article this week, which is if Allen were what people think Allen is, that game would have been over by halftime. And I stand by that. Fair he enough. threw a pick six that J.C. Jackson dropped. But, but he almost it. handed the Patriots the game without any pressure in his face. Shouldn't have been over by halftime because they dropped two touchdowns. Manuel Sanders dropped a touchdown that should have been a touchdown. And uh, what's his name? The Kumarov guy dropped one, too. I'd say cool it on the on the Allen. I mean, sure. And do I think he's a talented quarterback? And, you know, at this point, is he beating the Patriots? Absolutely. I, I mean, that defense was terrible on Sunday. And I think, like, Allen hasn't proven to me yet he's going to win a thing. Like I, I don't think Allen's going into Buff, uh, going into KC and beating Mahomes. No, nope. He ain't he ain't beating Brady if he ends up playing him in the Super Bowl. Like I just Allen, yeah, Allen's great for stats, 
He makes look, nice. Woo, look at me underhand throws. Awesome. That's great. One thing about I love it. He's, 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 he's a like a Harlem, kid, he's like right? a Harlem, Harlem Globe Trotter, man. He's great. He's a big, strong kid, right? He's tough. He's quick. Right. I just, I mean, I don't know. I just think, I, I just, especially Greg, man. I know Greg, you know, you know avid listener of the show, obviously, uh, Greg Bedard. Uh, you know, I just think he, I mean, he, he just beats him up. I mean, to your point, he made a horrible throw. And, and if, if J.C. Jackson picks that off and he returns it and we win, I mean, I think Bill's Mafia is crushing Allen all week. Yeah, oh, then he's still a throw. bum, right? Yeah, right. So, so I, I mean, mean it's, it's just a well, move. Let me, point. Let I mean, me we, throw it. Hey, we, we weren't good. Mike Davis, let me throw this out to you guys. Um, the Patriots not buying in on defense. You think that's a re- mm-hmm. legit take by Bedard? Because I don't, ah, I don't, I hope that's not the case. I mean, I, I don't. I, I almost wonder if it's more the coaching not, not getting it, not the players. I mean, first of all, it seems weird to be putting both Barmore and Judon as the spy, right, or as the robber. I didn't get that. No. Right? I mean, yeah. you're right. Judon looks slow, but if Judon's standing there in the backfield, I mean, in, in the defense backfield, waiting to see what the, the quarterback's doing, that's not his forte, right? His forte is to beat somebody and get into the backfield and disrupt them. That's Barmore, too. So I really think it's really hard for those two guys to buy in on that. So well, not yeah. I mean, part of it's not. I don't buy that they were they were agreeing with with the plan either. But but my point is, for seven games they were pretty dominant on defense. Now all of a sudden in the last two, they the the guys that came from outside in are not buying in. I I yeah. I find that I find that hard to believe. Yeah, that's that's that feels like one of those like anonymous sources type of things that you know like a trade trade rumor that never happens like I, no but if you read greg's but if you read greg's article what he's saying is the film he watched was so bad yeah yeah in his yeah. decade plus covering the patriots right. he's never seen a team execute this poorly ever ever he yeah, talked right. about like the the 09 team and the 2011 team that couldn't defend anyone and he said it tells me something's not right like there must be a buy-in problem or something going on. I, you know, he didn't say there is, he didn't say he's got a source. He just suggested that when he watches the film, something's not right. Well, and so, that to me yes. is super alarming. Something and wasn't if, right. You're right. And about if that. Coaches are trying to get, if coaches are trying to get cute, right. And they're trying to make guys do what they're not great at. That's true. Not, those guys aren't going to believe in it. Right. I mean, if Farmore is a guy that just won gaps and he, he blows up the metal and you got him trying to play robber, He's going to be like, I don't know what the hell to do, right? And the same thing, Judon, is a, he's, a, he's an edge rusher. Yeah, he's been getting beat on the edge. So putting it at a robber, I don't feel like that's something that's going to well, play to his strengths. Well, speaking of that, something uh, speaking of reckless speculation, there's no sources here, but Judon went on the COVID list right after the game. He was breathing really hard mm-hmm. on the sideline. I wouldn't be surprised if he had COVID playing. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know that. But, like, he was on his knees at one point and couldn't get up. He gave up on a play. Um, which Bedard talked about. I mean, he might have been sick in the game uh, with with yeah. Judon. And then the second thing is, and we'll we'll talk about. I want to talk about John Madden too today because that's you know rest in peace and one of the legends of mm-hmm. the game that I think we should we should talk about. I know I've talked about playing Madden on on here before, but I actually when I saw your text, Mike, about dropping uh, Barmore into Robber, I didn't notice it in the game. But even Madden players know you don't drop the defensive tackle into the Robber because they're not very fast. And they can't cover anybody. 
So it's literally like a waste of time. Like you, I mean, you might as well, there's no point. Like you just got to push them forward and hope they can get to the quarterback. That's not what they're, that's not what they're designed to do. I mean, it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. So I think you're, I mean, uh, Bill, any last thoughts about the game before we move on and, and uh, put that one, put a bow on no, it, throw it in the trash. No, just besides full out of words. I really think it's a <laughs> lack of effort. I, I really do. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. No, I, so I, I wouldn't disagree. No. I, I wouldn't disagree with you. You're watching that. I, I thought they I came out. A totally different team so after Indy. They were so yep. soft. Just totally yep. different. I agree. Yeah, me too. They were so soft. And I think, and the last thing I'll say is I think that, and I've talked about it with Andrew and Mike, I think that presents a bigger concern to me than some of the other X's and O's is they didn't come out in a game that meant pretty much the AFC East. Oh, that was they it. came out. They came out flat. They came out uninspired. I, 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 and the Bills, on the other hand, came out totally the opposite. So, so, so I'm going to transition this only because I'm watching the clock and I know Mike's going to jump on a plane. So this is the 14th episode. We've been doing who's your favorite player in that number, and I think we all can agree that that Steve Grogan was a pretty valuable number 14 over the years. And this team does a little bit remind me of the pre-Parcells Patriots in those, you know, the dumb penalties, the not coming up big. So this does sort of bring me back a little bit to those days, you know, when I was a younger person with no gray hair and, and uh, you know, the, the Patriots were the laughing stock of the league. So I mean, I had season, I had season tickets when Grogan was the quarterback for the Patriots. So, I used to love the neck roll. I mean, yeah, awesome. any core, any quarterback <laughs> with a neck roll that runs a power, a QB power, or a uh, you know, that, I tell you I what, mean, they man, had to you, start that you slap a, you slap a neck roll on Josh Allen, I'm on board. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, didn't they, Dad? You tell me. I you know, I was gonna I was gonna vote Brandon Cooks for the best fourteen, but I got overruled. Um, but didn't no Grogan by all? No, by, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, didn't. Uh, did, I mean, that had to be like the origination other than like your single wings and your wing tees and, you know, your wishbones, but like just pro style offense. I mean, they ran him like a running back last time. Didn't yeah, they? he was, he was a runner. Um, he was a winner to be honest. I mean, he was a, was a gamer. Hard no, he was a gamer. He Tough played her. He played. And, and again, that was back in an era when they had great. Ex, a lot of the hall of fame Patriots play. I mean, Sam Cunningham and all those kinds yeah. of guys played back in those days and it to be honest with you sometimes they weren't very good but boy it was fun to watch them play well bill, got, wouldn't you agree with that yeah. bill absolutely and doug i was at i was a season ticket holder when grogan was playing also you, awesome. you just they were, they, they were great teams back then they didn't go to many super bowls but they would they were good maybe they lacked the belichickian well, look, speaking of the Super Bowl they went to, uh, was there anything in that game that could have done differently? Because I've I've watched that game. I didn't watch it live, but I've watched the tape, and it was. And I love that team. Yeah, and not they, play the Bears. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, <was> there, <laughs> I'm asking you guys that, that saw it live. Was there anything? Well, you know, different they, they, they played done? the. You know, they played the Bears during the regular season of that year, and only lost twenty to seven. Well, that's what I'm at. I mean, well, twenty to seven At, in, in in Chicago, though. Well, I think a more interesting thing is I've thought about this a lot, especially with our last 20 years and six championships. 
we always had great teams of blow teams out in the regular season and we never ever had a blowout Super Bowl win. But if you look at the last 15 years, there's not really been a blowout Super Bowl game. I mean, last year well, Tampa Seattle. gave Seattle. Yeah, that's true. Denver, that's man. the last one. But it doesn't happen very often anymore. I'm curious, you know, for for those of you that are watching more back then, I mean, I'm I've I probably started watching the NFL seriously in the early 90s. Like why is that? Like what what well, what do you think it is? Yeah, because you yeah, go ahead, Dan. Well, my take on it is that there was such a substantial difference in in a in the NF the AFC and the NFC. The NFC for a long, long time was a much more physical league and and they and they were much more dominant um, from that standpoint. Then, you know, before that was the kind of the Raiders and the Chiefs won early and, and those kinds of things. And the Steelers, the Steelers were dominant in the AFC, but they played that physical brand of football that was, you know, prevalent in the NFC. But those teams were better. I mean, it, there was they were head and shoulders better against their opponent, and that's why they won those games like that. I think there's much more parity right now, and the teams are not, you know, head and shoulders better than somebody just like the cowboys when they beat the bills to death in those super bowl that super bowl and this that they were just so much better i mean it yeah they just were well let's i mean i mean i think the bills deserve to be trolled for going to the super bowl four times and not winning any of them running into well well they lost to the what i mean wide right scott norwood and then uh, the reds uh washington ran over them with the Hogs and Joe Gibbs, and then they ran into the Cowboys running game, which is just, I mean, for all of our Bills fans listening, you know, enjoy your AFC championship victory. I still see an empty trophy case there in Orchard Park. Um, so, uh, Mike, Mike, Bill, anything on, on that? On the uh, on those early, early – I think, Andrew, I think it's a great question that, that I don't know about because I'm with you. I started watching kind of in the 90s, early 90s. I didn't really get into football during that time. I got to tell you, those 80s, you know, you had the, the – the Cowboys, you had the Niners, who were a, an absolute train, and, and you had the Giants. Those were three great teams. I, you know, I, I happened to go see the Niners um, back in, in, in the early, early 90s going to the Superdome, and I was on a business trip. And they were doing the seven-on-seven drills, and then the game started. They still looked like they were doing the seven-on-seven drills. They ran over the, the Saints, and it was like 28 nothing in, like, I don't know. It seemed like 10 minutes. They were a house on both sides of the ball. Like nothing. You don't, you don't see teams that great nowadays. That's awesome. They, uh, speaking of, speaking of, uh, I saw this the other day, dad, you bring up a, a lot of times you talk about, uh, Parsons. You hope that you, Bedard all said the path were possibly going to draft Parsons. I'm glad they drafted Matt because they need a quarterback, but I saw somebody compare him, his rookie years being compared to LT right now about He's how, how mm-hmm. good he is. He's legit. Yeah, he's the real deal. No doubt. Well, speaking no of doubt. the speaking of the Raiders, you brought up those Raiders championship teams. John Madden dies at 85 uh, a, a few days ago. Uh, sad stuff. I, I got to be honest with you, I, and I, I think a lot of people have said this. Um, I don't know if there's been a bigger name, face, uh, voice uh, of the game ever. Like, I don't know if there's any, been anybody that's done anything as impactful uh, to NFL football as him from the coaching, you know, obviously being the, high, the most winningest coach with the, uh, with the Raiders. Um, and then obviously creating the video game, which, which we now know is the mad video game and, and spread like wildfire across the country. And then obviously his, uh, his hall of fame 
uh, broadcasting career. So I'll just throw that on the table and miss any great memories of Madden. I, you know, I, I remember I watched a clip the other day when he called the, uh, the first Super Bowl, the, 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 the Pats won in, uh, in 01 when he talked about they should take a knee and run out the clock. And then it gave them tingles that they actually went down the field with no timeouts and, uh, and kicked the field goal to win. I thought that was really cool. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'll throw that out there and see if we have any, any great memories. I thought he was the first color commentator that really told you something you didn't know about the game. You know, it, they would, they would, you know, Summerall was great. He would tell you the play, he'd get out of the way, and he'd let, he'd let Madden just share that wealth of experience. He would, he would tell you a story. He would tell you about that player. He'd tell you something you just couldn't know unless he was calling that game. And that's what more could you ask from color commentator, right? He put the color in color commentator. And I think he, he blazed the trail for so many new next generation color guys. If you get the chance to YouTube John Madden on the Telestrator, do it because that is right. unbelievable. Did you see him where he drew the Gatorade, Dad? When he's talking about yeah, the he, draw, he used to draw all sorts of, he used to draw all sorts of stuff up there. But but I think the man was so colorful. And you know, Monday night football, people watch Monday night football to watch Madden. I mean, I you know, truth be told, and he, you know, he coached, he coached such a colorful group of guys in Oakland that he was the perfect, he was the perfect coach for that bunch. And uh, was, was Madden the coach with that when they beat the Patriots on that holding call? Oh, you mean a rough not the, to go to the AFC you mean championship the rough, game? The rough and the passer call. The rough and the passer call. It was the most. Um, Invisible roughing the passer call of all time <laughs> on Sugar Kenny? Bear Hamilton. It sure yep. was. Was that on? Did he? Did he hit? Uh, did he hit Kenny? Did he hit Kenny the Snake? Was that Kenny? He stable? hit Kenny the Snake in a way that was just perfect. That <laughs> it was roughing oh. the passer. Which back then is crazy. Now I could see. Well, maybe it's too bad like they didn't before. have the officiating crew from this past oh. Sunday. They'd have picked oh, up the flag. Oh, don't don't we? Don't I get started. Up two flags don't get me started. Oh, I forgot. Don't about get that, me Andrew. started. I know Absolutely. Mike was. Mike it's was not in the, that. It's. I, I'm not debating you. It's not in the. It's in the rule book, man. There's no late hit in the NFL rule book. I looked this up for you guys. There's no such thing as a late hit and you got to have forcible contact and it's up for debate. And I'm not telling you it's right or wrong. I'm telling you the rule book opens it up to interpretation, which is a okay. problem. There's no consistency. It's a problem. I agree with you on that front, but I didn't see, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't think that was a flag. He was trying to hold him up. I sh he should have probably avoided more contact, but he didn't slam him into the ground or anything. I don't know he if was I would a, call that either. He was in the white, his hands were on his back and you threw a flag. That that's a 15 yard penalty. Uh, the week before Josh Allen, two weeks before Allen's not even out of bounds right, yet. Man. And Brian runs them out of bounds and it's a 15 yard penalty. No, 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 no. I think the problem is there's too much interpretation of the rule and not enough consistency in the calling of the rule. That's the problem. Not to wow. mention, not to mention that uh, what's his name? Myers got held all the way across the field on an in route on a huge third down play. No, no flag. Well, so I brought this up. I, mean, you. Hold on. I brought this up and Mike and Bill, you probably have a say on this. I said, and, and I'm not saying this is right. What I'm about to say, but I think it's reality, which is when you don't have Aguilar out there or someone who can separate human nature, the officials see the talent of the receivers. For instance, let me give you an example. 
if I got Tyreek Hill out there and he's not separating and I'm looking at why he's not separating and I'm seeing a holding call, it's much easier to call than when I have Jacoby Myers who doesn't separate well anyway. And so literally there's a mental thing that happens in an official that goes, well, I mean, you know, yeah, I might be holding, but he doesn't really separate anyway. I'm not telling you that's how you should call the penalty, but I think that happens in the mind of officials. Am I crazy? I can see that. No, I can see that. You know, and that's what happens when you don't have speed. I think Andrew Aguilar not being out there the other day was a big deal. And I'm not a huge Aguilar so, but he's, you got to have somebody who can stretch the field, right? So, Mike, you, you look like you got a thought on that. Like you think I'm, I'm nuts or something. You're muted. You're muted over there. <laughs> Sorry, it's windy here. Maybe, maybe it's just karma, man, right? That 2001 team that held and grabbed and, and oh, man. stalled the greatest show on turf. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just what goes around comes around and we're, we're getting our comeuppance. To your we, point, but, Mike. But, but we got the Super Bowl to hold up, so maybe That's it's all right. worth it. But to your point, and Andrew said this, I think, two weeks ago, or Mike did, the Colts and now the Bills have played yeah. the Patriot receivers like the That's Patriots right. have played others in the past. And it's not being called. Well, so it's going to conti- continue until it does. They're also not scared of them. I'm going to oh. play them that tight when I have playing guys like that that can't move. I can't play the Chiefs that tight no, because they're going to run right by me. And I'm going to get called for holding. Like it's, it's, I agree. That's, yeah. that's why you got to have speed and you got to have guys that can separate. By the way, real quick, uh, to put a bow on the, on the Madden thing, because I love that conversation, unless there's any other great stories, and then we'll, we'll get on to Jacksonville and get out of here. But um, Bedard, if you haven't seen it, put a great tribute. I think it was kind of an underlining tribute in his latest article where he said the Patriots were, were calling from the Madden 96 playbook. I, th- I think he said they were calling the, the <laughs> I ace, saw that. The ace yep. zones. Pushing B as fast as he can. Yeah, Stevie, Stevie <laughs> Belichick was pushing B. I'm just telling you, don't sleep on that ace, uh, that ace smash or ace, uh, ace flush or whatever that was in there. That was a great play okay. in Madden 96. One last Madden story <laughs> and I'll let it go, but in the, back in the uh, immaculate reception, I'm sure Bill, you remember this. I'm sure the ball hit the ground. Madden claimed the ball hit the ground in Pittsburgh, and he ran out to the official and said, "Now you're going to call this the way I saw it, right? It hit the ground." And the official turned to Madden and said, "Can you assure me I will get out of this stadium alive if I call it that way?" <laughs> <laughs> In the story. Oh, that's <laughs> don't remember that story, but I bet it's accurate. That's, I read that in Sports Illustrated. Oh, that's God, I, hate the, I hate the Steelers. Uh, we haven't talked about the Steelers all year, but I hate them. Oh, man. <laughs> As it starts to rain on you when you're talking about the Steelers, Andrew. All right, we got oh. a little sprinkle here. Far for the court. All right, all right let's move to the Jags. I got to get on a flight. Uh, so, Jacksonville, I mean, now we got work to do. So, yeah. two weeks ago, we thought we were going to come in. We were going to win the AFCs. That's probably done. I don't see Buffalo uh, losing. I would love for them to lose a game. I don't see it happening. So, let's you thought they were going to win the AFCs. I, well, I'd actually pick, <laughs> I actually picked the – although I actually picked the Bills last week. Just saying. throwing. Oh. Um, so, now we got to make the playoffs. And you lose to Jacksonville, who, by the way, beat Buffalo. If you lose to Jacksonville, just cancel Hold on, Christmas. though. The like, whole who, who's Jacksonville beat? They beat Buffalo. They beat Miami. Both teams have beat the Patriots. I'm not telling you it's going to happen. But Jacksonville, look, man, they're going to play tough. That, they're not going to get that tra- transitive property stuff out of here. Just go out and beat the Jaguars on Sunday, man. Come on. They, if you can't beat the Jaguars, the season's over. Like, I, I don't like. Agree. 
Yeah, Matt, it's probably should be. Actually, they should be able to run the ball. They should be able to run the ball. Mac will get back in rhythm. I, I, you know, should be back. Still, it sounds like he's practicing. Stevenson should be well, back. I mean, I, I don't – nothing's easy at this point, right? And you'd be an idiot to be like, oh, they're going to roll out on Sunday. And all of a sudden, all is solved. But, I mean, this should be the kind of game where they can practice – a few of the things they need to really work on. Like maybe you, you call some more aggressive defensive plays and you take a few chances, but I don't, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Well, if, let, if let me, they, let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys, we'll do some predictions because they, because we got to run. So 16 is the spread. They're favored by 16 points at home. And I land that. it is 41 and a half is the total. So let's go around the room with predictions about what we think is going to happen in the game and a score 16. At home, you go broke. You go broke laying double digits in the NFL. I tell you that right That's now. Exactly right. That's exactly right. So Andrew, start with you. Go ahead. Let's go around. Yeah, the I mean, I I think uh, I don't think it seems good enough right now, and they're not executing well enough to to make it easy easy. But I think you know I I can see them. Uh, I think get back to running the ball. Little play action with Mac. I think the defense. Um, you know, we're going to know a lot about the defense on Sunday because they've been picked apart all week. They've been, they've, nobody's pulling any punches. I mean, to, to Bill's point earlier, I think the general consensus is that, that they lack effort right now. And anytime a good team and good players effort is questioned, they usually yep. come back with a, with a, with a better effort. Um, I, I think I could see, you know, uh, what am I going to pick? I'll, I'll say 23 to, to 10, 23, uh, 10, okay. New England wins on Sunday. Okay. Great. All right, let's uh, let's go quick here, Dad. Up to you. I uh, think the Patriots twenty-eight sixteen. All right. Oh, twenty-eight sixteen. All right. And yep. uh, Bill, to you. Twenty-seven twenty-four. Pats. Oh, tight game over in a tight I game. I think the defense is going to cave again. All right. That's a little so, great apples. But, so to Bill. <laughs> So Bill's point, we're all cussing the TV. That's right. Late in the fourth <laughs> quarter. You better believe it. Well, Lawrence can move. He can run. He can run. I know he's, got he a, can. he's got a chooch, as they like to yep. say. Cannon. All right. Yep. Mike, Mike Davis. 24 21 uh Patriots. Oh. And, uh -oh. and uh yeah, I think it's gonna be tight. And and I do think they're gonna go back to playing more fundamentally sound. And I'm hoping they're just gonna we're gonna see a lot more execution. Keep it simple, do what they can do. And and I just don't think Jacksonville has the coaching right now. All right, I mean, fair enough. That staff has been pulled apart. Fair enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the opposite. I'm gonna go kind of I'm gonna go blowout just because I like being different. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 31 nothing. Patriots uh -oh. win. Uh, and I think and I and I yeah 31 nothing. I think Lawrence is gonna look Shut like out. Zach Wilson early in the year, and because uh, Belichick does that to rookie quarterbacks. And Mike, if Belichick takes the reins over again, I think you'll see a different defense this week against a weak Jacksonville team. So I'm going to go 31 nothing. All right, guys. Any final I thoughts? I right. got to jump on this plane. No, enjoy it, guys. Yep. As yeah, usual. Man. Happy Thanks New Year, all. everybody. Thank you. Right. I'm, glad, I'm right. glad you're back with us, Bill. Yeah, uh, man. No trouble. Good to have you. Hey, Thanks for coming in. Hey, go Pats. Enjoy the game Sunday. Let's make the playoffs. And uh, Happy New Year, everybody.